Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The kids aren't all right. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. It was concerned throughout most of the evening until they found out that their youngsters did make it home safely from that concert by the Who at Riverfront Coliseum. The ending, however, was not as fortunate for a number of them. Eleven young persons died. If you know me, you know I like to rock. Dude likes to rock. Safely, though. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, rock and roll isn't always safe. On December 3rd, 1979... Rock and roll was very tragic and very dangerous. Uh, Who concert? 11 people got trampled and crushed. Whoa. What's tough is when you're, when you're, when you're like researching stuff like this, you find other lists of people getting crushed at Ugh. events. So it's like, wow, there's just so Jesus. many people getting crushed at events that there's a section for all the, just the crushings. And Crushed human tramp- tramplings at events. This is topical, I guess, right now because the Who are putting out a new album, and they know. have and they put out like one new album in maybe the last I don't know twenty years. Mm-hmm. And there's, are you familiar with the Who? Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up pretty. I mean, like a lot of classic rock, oh. like the Who. Like like old Green Day, yeah, my classic. chemical romance, exactly. you know what I mean? Like that kind emo, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Emo pop punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend have like a very like tumultuous relationship where they it's interesting because they're you know, the the two main members like Pete Townsend writes pretty much mm-hmm. everything and Roger yeah. Daltrey just does a great job as a front man. I'm sure he mm-hmm. writes some lyrics. But they don't get along. They mm-hmm. do get along, but they don't get along. They do everything separately. I think they record separately now. Yeah. And Pete Townsend said about Keith Moon, mm-hmm. you know, very famous rock and roll drummer, mm-hmm. you know, absolute chaos, which we should talk about at some point. I'm sure we'll kind of find a way to fit that in. Yeah, definitely. But he was like, I'm glad he's dead. Um, John Entwistle, the, the bass player, seems like a nice, quiet guy, whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm glad he's dead because he was yeah. like hard to. He was hard to like keep time with when he played bass. God, can you imagine just saying that verbatim to not e- not even just alone in your apartment, but like to the media, where you're like, "I'm glad he's dead." And I, some people say that it's a kind of like also maybe a PR thing, or at least putting yeah, it out there because like, they're they're touring again and 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 all that. So I figured, well, hey, listen, so if you want to bring up 
you want to bring up you want to get bring up dirt let's talk like about let's uh, dig it up. the unfortunate event in December 1979 where 11 people trampled for rock and roll for rock and roll yeah sacrifice to the gods of rock and roll it is it, also again I don't go to a lot of concerts who would you get trampled for uh nobody nobody maybe uh, a better beetle like a john lennon or a I mean, john lennon a john one of many well like a john not, lennon type not a julian lennon okay um we'll do john lennon i actually i would get trampled for george harrison probably paul well i guess everyone but ringo star i would get trampled for i saw ringo star at the state fair and that was pretty crowded no trampling. Not even close, though. I'd let Billy Joel dropkick me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. The closest I have gotten to being trampled was in Madison, Wisconsin, when I was in college. There was a riot during Halloween. And I have always, you know, uh, thought of, like, a trampling or, like, a, you know, being taken away by, by the crowd kind of abstractly. But I was literally carried away by a crowd, and it was terrifying. So I can't even imagine taking it up to the notch where people are getting killed because of it i i never almost got trampled but i once saw uh pantera <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. probably like 1994 1995 mm-hmm. it's like a pretty big they were really big it was like mm-hmm. pantera sepultura biohazard there's barriers and you had wristbands to be because you want to be in the general admission you don't mm-hmm. want to like the the crappy seats so i tried to jump the barrier and mm-hmm. i almost cleared it and a security guard grabbed me and I believe I kicked maybe her in the face. Not intentionally. Oh, man. It's just where the way my legs were going. It's and assault. let me go. And yes, obviously, it wasn't the right thing to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. intentional. And I'm not Pantera's cool or tough or bad. Yeah. Infectious. I don't even think I... And it wasn't even like, oh, I love punk. these... Ba- like, I was yeah. like, I, I just love going... To sh- like, it just... That's all I did. Yeah. And I wa- everyone else was there because mm-hmm. I got my ticket last. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to be left out. Yeah. Wow. So like I jumped this yeah I jumped the barrier and uh, we're just old people now I can't uh, I went to Lizzo God the whitest woman in the room you were there's whiter than you in that room <laughs> no it's just it's such a cliche for me to go see Lizzo to spend you know a hundred dollars on a Lizzo did you do you did I do I was a hundred percent that bitch okay a hundred percent who um I give a shout out to uh, Kai choice who has a very funny joke about Elizo about that thing where she's like i'm 100 percent afraid of this or i'm 100 percent sick of this joke structure i'm <laughs> just like very good yeah. yeah i was very into that well we're gonna go to cincinnati ohio Ooh, which is right i've been there in a while i feel like we're always ending up it's like we're drawn to it's like michigan detroit yeah you know it's like rust belt style aggression and violence you know, in, in the, the, the home state of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. you know, rock and roll. But Let's do it. December, Cincinnati, 1979. So by 7 o'clock, there was estimated 8,000 people outside the venue's lock gates. They're not even open, so people mm-hmm. are losing their minds. A big problem with this is is the way the, the ticket structure made this mm-hmm. kind of – where they were like – it doesn't matter what kind of ticket you have. A small amount of people have an assigned seat. Everyone else, lose your minds. Yeah. 
It's absolute chaos. Go crazy. You're not supposed to be anywhere. Yeah, it's like, where do we go? Anywhere is where you're supposed to yeah. go. So everyone is going to go and try to be in the best yeah. spot. Take a Nobody. trash can, stand on top of it, and throw it. I'm like me. I'd be like, I'll just wait. I'll just yeah. I'll just wait and uh, hang out. I know. I'd be like, who's there? Like a plush couch outside? Yeah. Is there like where's the hot dogs? Like I want to. <laughs> I want a rock and roll hot dog. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. So uh, there was eighteen thousand five hundred tickets. Mm-hmm. 3,500 were reserved seating. Uh, they wanted to open up a second set of doors, but the venue did not open it. There wasn't even enough tickets for the amount of people. People, people were crashing the con. It was mm-hmm. a very, I don't know, I mean, we're in 1979. Yeah. It's like they don't know. The problem, we've done a lot of concerts becoming disasters. Yeah. And it's like, it starts at the very, the genus of the venue, of the event. Like they, every piece of the way they know that something is probably not right there's no critical thinking involved and then it just erupts in chaos and i think that's what you know it's like is an event good mm-hmm. sometimes like all the excitement of you know people going wild and stuff like that it's like how technically how good were they? who know who cares yeah it's everything that happens around it. it's it's like it, where a place will be like they'll purposefully have a long line outside the front to make it seem like a lot of people are Trying to get in, yeah. you know that that whole thing. Oh you know? yeah, that's like the because I, I park in the Palladium for my job, and so I'm always trying to navigate these giant lines around this corner of Argyle and Sunset Palladium, uh, pretty famous small Hollywood venue. So doors were just. You ever see like a Black Friday like you could say it, like a like a picture of busters. like someone of like women who are like. Bah! But put like where like the doors are just broken through, yeah. like that kind of stuff. That's what this was like. Ooh. Uh, people were getting trampled. Compressive as- asphyxia, just getting. I guess yeah, just completely. Just, there's just so many so humans scary. in in such a little in such a little spot. Again, I keep thinking about like the closest I have been to this, which was yeah. so horrifying, and I had no control over where I was, or where I was going to be, or who was around me, or if I could do anything. Yeah. So that is just sounds ugh, awful. Yeah. And the Riverfront Coliseum was not absolutely not prepared mm-hmm. for this. Uh, one police officer said the crowd jammed people up so tightly in front they just passed out. Attendee Ron Durish said of the moment, quote, a wave swept me to the left and when I regained my stance, I felt like I was standing on someone. Mm. I screamed with all my strength that I was standing on someone. I couldn't move. I could only scream. For over 15 minutes, the crowd forced its way into the venue. Oh, God. Yeah. It's terrifying. I mean, it's got to be terrifying Awful. because not everyone knows what's Ha- there's so many people yeah. like you don't know that it is happening mm-hmm. and the people all the way in the front don't know what's happening all the way in the back yeah, or, everyone, or in the middle it's very um you're in your own like tiny hellscape candace mopper m-o-m-p-e-r moper moper candace mop that's a it's candace a momper that is a tragic last name candace momper <laughs> it's like put on your romper get with candace momper that's one of the cool songs <laughs> from the new album <laughs> spoiler oh alert it's so powerful yeah uh, she said, and quote, there were people piled up off their feet on the ground, at least 20 of them. Some of them were unconscious. The crowd couldn't see the people piled up until they got up there. Then the crowd from behind just kept pushing so much that people kept walking over them. Uh, the police couldn't do anything. I mean, what mm-hmm. are the police going to yeah. do? It doesn't matter if you're a police officer, like yeah. human bodies How occupying you to get there when you, uh, like, a small fly? space. Yeah. yeah. It, it does. It does not matter. Oh my God. So at this is the Who playing at this point? Yeah. The so the Who had no idea what happened. No, this is 
opening the doors. Okay. So the Who played, they mm-hmm. were shielded from all this and uh, kind of understandably because mm-hmm. how does it benefit anyone to be like, P.S., guys, uh, everyone just got trampled out there because yeah. they, the show must go on. play? Yes. I mean, there's still, you know, there's still people working and, and you know, things have to, I guess, happen. I the show must go on, God. I guess would be no, the No, that's awful. I hate that. It's like... It's when we talked about Woodstock 99, like Fred Durst. I think I think that there's a, a power to being on a stage and if maybe they could have like called out to people or told people to stop. Like I think they could have helped maybe had they been given a chance to just playing through 11 people dying. Well, no, they, they this happened before they played. Okay. So there was so really were nothing. dead people everywhere and they just played. Yeah. Good God. But there's 20,000 okay, so 20, people yeah. there almost. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, let's not inc- include vendors. Let's not include staff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the four or five members of the hoof. There's a keyboard player. Yeah. Think of those huge numbers. Uh, you know, how are they going to know? Like, it's not words going to get no, around. But you know when something's, I mean, again, I, I agree you can't yeah. get to them, yeah. but you know when something's really wrong, I think. Yeah, I, you must, uh, they must have known when everyone was gathering at this giant arena. I mean, they're probably, I don't know if they're God, just... so perverse. Yes, yeah. Jesus. I don't blame them. It's not like, I don't think they knew. I don't blame the who. Yeah. But I blame the venue staff. A- absolutely. Oh my God. But let's see. Now, what happens if they say, you know what? Forget the who's not playing. They already were smashing down doors and, and stuff like that. So it's... Yeah, but at least like at that point, it's like something's wrong. Like something, I think just being cognizant of something being wrong is really important. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not like a crowd... Expert or please, oh, no, I'm, I'm neither of those okay. things, never will be. 11 deaths, most of them under 21. God, two were mothers, there was 26 injured. God, because they thought the reaction to what was going on would make every you know, do you want all 20,000 people to like turn on the place? Yeah, and I got to imagine some of them. They were drinking diet soda. They were smoking a cigarette Whoa. after cigarette after cigarette, one light beer. <clears throat> and that's it, because why would you do any more? No, that's it. That's all you need. Fire and police instructed the Coliseum to do the show. I, Let everything... That is th- so disturbing to me. That the, the fire people were like, keep going. Why? I mean, maybe there's something I don't understand about crowd, crowd dynamics that they knew, that they have to be like, oh, just like you have to try to keep this as normal as possible. But it's just, it's so disturbing. Uh, well, you know, they were alerted after the show, mm-hmm. the Who. And on the next night in Buffalo, uh, Roger Daltrey told the crowd, we lost a lot of family last night. This show's for them. Providence, Rhode Island, the mayor canceled the scheduled performance of the Who at the Civic Center in the same month because they're like, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't, can't deal with this. Can't take this risk. Can't, yeah. Even though Providence, ended, they had assigned seating. So they didn't even have the issue. That was the, no. the issue was kind of, you know, like... 10% of the tickets or less than, you know, 15% of the tickets reserved. Mm-hmm. Everything else, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, what what your status is. You could be anywhere you mm-hmm. want to be equal to everybody else, which is yeah, it's, it was super dangerous. Yeah, totally. But I, I, lo- I think that's really great, like that gesture. Even though they mm-hmm. wouldn't have had that problem because they were assigned seating, yeah. like the gesture of being like, this is not okay. We are losing money. We don't condone this and we're going to make a statement about it. The, the mayor who canceled it said, I'll just have my own band of dads from high oh, school. Yeah? We we're going to get back together. Whoa. They're yeah. like, we'll play. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll assemble. <laughs> the old gang's back. Yeah. Perfect. And people are like, no, we don't want to see. They're like, that's not the point. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but 33 years later, mm-hmm. 
they returned to Providence and the tickets were honored from the show in 1979. Oh my God. Yeah, so that was uh, pretty interesting. That is, that's also very nice. So, go, way to go, Providence. Yeah. The city of Cincinnati mm-hmm. imposed a ban on unassigned seating. Great. On December 27th, 1979, with minor exceptions for the next 25 years. So they mm-hmm. were like, uh uh-uh. uh. Good. Yeah, this is not gonna happen again. Do you know where you won't get trampled? You definitely won't get trampled here. I get, <laughs> listen, it's very safe. Oh, the wind up. I love the wind up. I'm getting pretty good at that, you right? You are. You're, I mean, I don't do it at all. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone's got to. You'll be safe and comfortable. No chance of getting trampled. None at all. At patreon.com slash ghost town pod. You will not get, you want to get some bonus episodes. Some bonies go to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Because we are, we've submitted to some festivals. festivals you might see us. And that and cost, cost a little bit. The, we bought some new equipment yeah. that we're going to be, we're waiting on just That's to. That's right. You can up- hear my phlegmy voice sure. and surround sound. So we're, we're you know, investing a little more back into it. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the year. You know, we're recalibrating yeah. ourselves. And, a, and we're making some New Year's resolutions. We're taking inventory of how this year was to us, how it was to you. And for $2 a month, you get bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do as many advanced episodes with little to no ads. Yeah, how about that? That's nice, right? Yeah. That's I mean, something, you know, something, something. it's like not corporate at all, man. <laughs> like get in there, you know? Yeah, wow! You, <laughs> I, I mean, you, is that how you would act at the Who concert? Yeah. Hey, man! Wh- hey, man! Can I just, uh, I'll just uh, be on the ground. Do you need me? I'll be <laughs> passed out, uh, standing in the front row. It is kind of like the, the two moms really stick with me. It's no, it's it's, but also um, it's very cool to be like, man, my mom, she fucking went to a Who concert. She fucking lived. Yeah, and died. <laughs> Do you have an obsession with true crime? Are you intrigued by the mystery and the rabbit holes surrounding unsolved cases? And can you appreciate the snark and humor of an exhausted mother of two young children? Then you should click subscribe to Naptime Nancy Podcast. Throw on some baby shark for your kids or pet or partner. Slide your headphones on and join me as I talk some true crime during nap time. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Audioboom, and other listening apps. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Did you guys know there are butterflies that drink blood? Or that there's a species of beetle that can shoot boiling liquid out of its butt? Or that blue whales are so big you can swim through their arteries? But there's a species of bat that's so small that it weighs less than a penny. My name's Maya. And my name's Connor. And we are the co-hosts of World's Wildest Podcast. If you guys love nature and you love learning about how crazy it is, Connor and I have over 30 years of experience in wildlife conservation, and we're here to tell you all about them. World's Wildest will take you on a journey to meet Earth's most extreme creatures from the world's strongest to our world's smelliest. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.